welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. I'm your host, Maddie Pollock, with my co-host, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Hello, Maddie. How are you? I'm doing good. It's Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We're recording this intro. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm doing really good. The past few weeks have been absolutely insane, like Mm. busy. I feel like I was like so feel I was feeling very overwhelmed, but I think things are finally starting to like calm down. Um, and I feel like I'm able to like breathe again. And I'm excited for Thanksgiving and a few days off. So that will be nice. How are you? Yeah. The holidays, this time of year is so it's wild. Crazy. Like it makes no like and I feel like I didn't really feel this until like last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like Oh my God. Every year it's just like, holy crap. There's so much Mm -hmm. to get done. And then the Mm -hmm. time off is nice, but you have to like get everything done before that time off with Mm -hmm. work. Um, so it's kind of crazy, but yeah. Yeah. I know it is. So I try not to put my head down and be like, all right, can't wait for January. But like, it does kind of get to this point where it can feel like, all right, I just got to get through the holidays where it's like, no, I want to be present and enjoy. Yeah. I want to enjoy the holidays. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that the next few weeks maybe aren't as crazy because I was like, it was leading up to my group program starting, which means I have to do so much more social media than I normally Mm. do because I hate social media. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it just kind of is what it is, you know, with mm-hmm. everything. Um, totally, totally. Posting on Instagram is absolutely exhausting. <laughs> you know, if you're listening and you <laughs> are interested in a paid social media opportunity, you we slide into our DMs because here's the thing. Maddie and I love this. We love chatting with you all. Absolutely we love. love it really hearing your stories and doing mm-hmm. the podcast. You know what we don't love? Social media. No. So if there is anyone out there that yeah. is looking for an opportunity to get money supporting social media, <laughs> please let us know. Please let us know. Cause it's like the toughest part. The toughest part is like the promoting of everything. Right. Yeah. And like being so 100%. consistent. You have to be so consistent with it. And it's yeah. just exhausting. And now like Instagram is only reels, basically. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only content, type of content they show. Yeah. Um, so now you have to be a freaking movie editor. Like, it's ridiculous. It's wild. It's <laughs> wild. I just really am grateful for the ways that social media allows us to connect with people and build community. Yeah. And I hate it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, Great. it's just... It's just challenging. But that's yeah, okay. it is weird because like I wouldn't have met you without social right. media. That's how we met. Yeah. No, um, I love it. I love it. And I also just hate. I mean, I feel like there's so many jobs in general where you're like, oh, in theory, that sounds nice. And yeah. then you realize the things that it requires to do all of these things. Right. And I guess that's like, with any job. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know why it really is, though. The Instagram part of it, like that is what makes it. Mm-hmm. makes me like exhausted you know like the actual coaching yeah. I love the podcast right. love but like the social media promotion of just I think you know why I think there's no like end to mm-hmm. it it's like every week mm-hmm. all the time you have to be doing it yes. and I think that's what makes it kind of daunting. exhausting or daunting yeah and yeah. like my brain 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also just so easy to get lost in it and compare. Right. And, right. Yeah. Um, and spend so much time on it. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I so if anyone wants to do it, <laughs> yeah. Like if said. anyone doesn't feel this way and enjoys it, let us know. Right. Right. Us. I know. And I think it's so much of like when you can and you have the opportunity to, um, get help with things like we both yeah. are very busy um, right so it's just an area where we're like hey if we can have someone help with that would be lovely and that way we can put our yeah. energy into the things that fill us up instead of drain us yes exactly opportunities for others exactly so, please help us please please help <laughs> oh my gosh uh, um, what's going on with you how are you what's new yeah, I feel like I am solidly okay, trending good. Like that's where I feel like I've been this week for the last oh, like. I love that. Great. Right, like last month and a half. Not gonna lie, we've been okay, trending not okay, and yeah. now we're trending positive on the up. What yeah. do you think is has shifted? Um, great cue, great cue. I think honestly. <laughs> getting back into just like a routine I think yeah. the travel was a lot and it was wonderful yep. but it was a lot mm-hmm. um and just getting back to being able to like ground myself and take care of myself and like sit Makes such a with difference myself to be able to be like okay what's actually happening here mm-hmm. um we talk about it a lot in Elise's episode this week actually it's just like mental health and like the realities of it yeah. after cancer and mm-hmm. I feel like I've been in a place where the tools are just keeping me above water for the last month and right. a half. And yeah. now I'm like, okay, let's sit. Let's really yeah. ground a little bit more. Um, so I think like since traveling, being able to really just like process stuff. Cause I, well, not about you all, but I'm a deeply feeling person and I need to process yeah. things. I um, agree. So when I'm so busy, I don't have the time to process what's happening. So then I just get this like backlog of like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, so I've just been able totally to totally feel the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Find more space to be able to just be and feel. I love and be like, that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it is true. It's so interesting when we like get out of our routines, or mm-hmm. like for instance, I I usually or I try to in the mornings, like before I have my coffee, I'll journal, like while my coffee mm-hmm. is brewing, whatever. But since I don't know, just life has been way busier, being mm-hmm. in a relationship you know, takes up a lot of time when I'm trying to balance. Um, And so in the mornings I haven't been journaling and I, this week I was just like, I felt so like frustrated, you know, with like, and I don't know what, why, like just Mm -hmm. like the word frustrated feeling. And then I started doing like my routine again. I started journaling again this past week and it made such a difference, like Mm -hmm. turned my entire mood around you know and I know it works and that's like right like tell clients all the time like okay let's start journaling and but it's so funny it's hard to start you know Mm -hmm. like exactly you're like oh it's like another thing I have to do yes but it makes such a big difference yeah yeah and it's like our brains are wired to do the same things over and over and over so when we get out of a routine doing Mm -hmm. something new and doing something different um is challenging so it's not as simple like I feel like when people are like just do this just do that just don't do that I'm like okay thank you for that groundbreaking advice that it was so helpful Um, yeah no it's so hard to like start a habit keep a habit mm -hmm. forever like it's very hard um I'm also reading have you ever read Atomic Habits 
No, but I've I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. And it's a lot of like what I think I talk about during coaching and stuff, just like mm-hmm. small actions to build big bigger habits. Yeah. But it is interesting to read like the science behind it and mm-hmm. like how our brains actually work. And it's really, really interesting. So I highly recommend to anyone out there. Yeah. Um, but especially if you're trying to like build better mm-hmm. habits, which I feel yeah. like all of us kind right. of are always, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're always absolutely. trying to grow or we should be yeah. in some way. In theory, in theory. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like the growth is thrown upon us, especially with yeah. cancer, where it's yes. like, oh, okay, I guess I'm building new habits. I have to. Yeah. Um, so it's still good to be able to connect with the, um, to your point, the science behind it, like what what is happening and how to actually yeah, do it really in a way that's beneficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially I think after cancer too, when we're kind of like getting back into routines, like how mm-hmm. to optimize them a little bit better, you know, right. for like our everyday lives and health. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's like bringing me back to reading also in the morning. I try to do, but for sure mm-hmm. journaling makes such a big difference. Yeah. I know. It's so wild. I've been noticing lately I wake up anxious and or mm. just frustrated sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. it's literally I did this the other day where I was journaling and I was like, well, I guess I woke up and chose violence today. Didn't ask yeah. for that. <laughs> like, what is happening? So I yeah. feel like the mornings make such a difference. In oh my God. Setting the biggest. day. I just mm-hmm. watched a Tony Robbins video yesterday, mm-hmm. which like sometimes with him, I'm like, okay, dude, relax, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, depending on the mood I'm in, but it was like right. totally what I needed because I, it was good on Friday night. I like got inspiration to finally write something at like 1am oh, and I was like, love okay, that. Not the time that we were hoping for, but the inspiration is here. It's a but weekend. We're going to okay. go for it. Yeah. Right. So I didn't, so I woke up just like not with as much sleep as I was hoping for. And I yeah. did the made the mistake if you will but not the mistake actually because it worked out but I picked up my phone right away and then I saw this video and he was like yeah you just kind of have to take control of your state Mm -hmm. in the morning Um, yeah where he's like do breath work like I do like pretty radical breathing to like change how I'm feeling I Mm -hmm. do a prayer for my family I focus on three things I'm grateful for and I get Mm -hmm. on with my day so it's like it's just 10 minutes of breath work gratitude practice um yeah like sending out love whether you know prayer can be relative Mm -hmm. term but just like um like connecting with yourself connecting with the people you love and moving along so it makes such a big difference we love our morning routines i love a morning routine yes Mm -hmm. 100 um what else is going on any other updates yeah i did my first in-person um breath work in san diego it was a class oh God, how did it go it was wonderful it was That's so wonderful. so cool where did you yeah. do it like what were the details um it was at the studio yoga six in bay park um which is a so great cool. place yeah they have like really good community there which i really love tapping into um and yeah it was a smaller group which like i appreciate and it's also just funny yeah. the shit that our brains make up because i was like i didn't mind that it was smaller but i was like oh no the yoga studio is gonna be mad at me they did not give a fuck yeah, literally yeah. stop making your life harder Shannon right um, yeah so I do the same the, thing so right exactly good, yeah. that, was, that was the intrusive thought that I was pondering prior but yeah. no it ended up being super special um some people it was like their first time doing breath work and they were like really loved it some other people so cool. you know do it all the time and mm-hmm. um it was great I have another one coming up in San Diego December 10th this is going to be different not at yoga six this is going to be through crave San Diego uh crave yoga that is just like a community that puts on different classes. So this one's so gonna be cool. Like, I love that. 
a yoga flow and feel where we're going to do like 30 minutes of yoga, then 30 minutes of breath work. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really nice. I think being able to just really, you know, so much, I think the challenge of for me, the last few months too, with all the travels, it's been wonderful, but I've been like, you know, back home with family and friends and being like, right love you guys this is great and then coming yeah. back here and being like wait what was that what, what why am I here Which yeah I know, totally. I know. um yeah. but because yeah, I but don't have the com- yeah right. and because I don't have the community yet it's just such a stark contrast of going home to right. like being surrounded being like by so it. comfortable and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that's been nice because I think that's helping just yeah, continue to plant the seeds mm-hmm. leaning yeah. in growing so yeah, yeah. so it's Good. been nice it's been yeah. nice that's great. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, a live breathwork session sounds dreamy. Oh, it was so, so wonderful. It's, I mean, I I've, that. again, social media, wonderful. I'm grateful to be able to do a lot of it virtual, but in person is that much more powerful. So I'm excited yeah. to just grow, grow that more in San Diego. Yeah. So ho- hopefully so cool. even more in-person stuff coming. Not even hopefully. I yeah. know it is coming. Um, yeah. So Again, Beautiful. we probably have one to two followers, listeners in uh, San Diego. You so. never know. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> you have friends in San Diego. Let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, so excited for Elise's episode. Do you want to give yes. a little, little Elise intro? Yes. Elise is amazing. She's hilarious. She's one of my coaching clients and she was kind enough to do this episode. Um, and she's just the best. She is a Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor. She mm-hmm. is, I think now like almost a year out, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working together since like basically right when she ended and mm-hmm. she's just incredible and has like grown and processed so much from this whole experience. And so I'm so excited for everyone to yeah. hear her story. And she also went to the same or goes to the same doctor that you go to, Shannon, which I think is so funny. Oh my gosh, so funny. I'm the same oncologist. <laughs> so we have the same oncologist in Philly, and my oncologist from Philly recommended me to my oncologist in San Diego because they know uh-huh. each other, which right. like has definitely been um, really special for me that like kind of continuing that line of care. Yeah. And Elise and I are on the same schedule for our scans. So it's usually within the same week. So, so like bizarre. she'll go into um, our doctor in Philly and be like, Shannon says, hi, she's seeing yeah. doctor <laughs> in San Diego. And they're like rooming together at this conference in Switzerland. And like Elise, and I, Elise literally went in hot to the doctor in Philly. I was like, so I hear you're going to Switzerland. And she's like, what? <laughs> so um, she's it is so this funny. fun little fan club we have for our oncologist. Yeah. Together. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, now Elise is wonderful. And it's funny too, in, in the episode, we really truly get right into it because we're just like chatting yeah. and, <laughs> and yeah. really diving right in. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's nice. I, like I kind of alluded to already is we talk a lot of just about mental health and like mm-hmm. the tools and like what the heck it, what helped her during treatment. And um, yeah. yeah, it's different for everybody, but we all, we yeah. all have our tools. We all try our best. Yeah. But it's a great episode. Excited for you all to listen. Yeah. And I'm also excited because we have our sponsor here, Badgie. Our first sponsor. Our first sponsor. Um, I am a sweatshirt enthusiast. I love a crew neck. I love a comfy sweatshirt. And I feel cheated that I have not found Badgie sooner <laughs> because the quality of these sweatshirts is so good. 
like so I'm in it right now and it's just thick. Like I think a lot of times you can get a crew neck that's a little flimsy. This yeah. one's really thick. Um, even the t-shirts too. It's just mm-hmm. like such good quality and it supports and inspires cancer patients, AKA us. Mm-hmm. Um, we hadn't heard of it before, but it's a closing clothing really really starting very strong here it's a clothing (laughs) line yeah made to raise awareness about cancer inspire survivors and those impacted and directly support cancer research they donate 50 percent of all product sales so incredible so insane um their products are oh echo techs hmm Oh, echo text. I don't know what that word is. I don't know, um, but it's probably but comfortable and high quality. That's what that means. What it means is that it guarantees that the dyes used are safe and free of cancer causing oh, chemicals. That. Yeah. So yeah. cool. So they're prioritizing the environment. They're prioritizing safety, health, which we love. Yeah. Um, so you can wear their clothes knowing that you did your part to protect yourself and the people making them and our planet. So use code cancer sucks at badgenes.co. So that's bad jeans, B A D G E N E S dot C O to get 20% off your order. So love it. We Yay. love bad jeans. We love bad jeans. Seriously, so comfortable. She sent both of us items and they're amazing. I wear my sweatshirt all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not making any money off of this, by the way. No, we just want people to support bad jeans and, yeah. um, give back to the cancer community so I just yeah. want to put that out there as well 100 a hundred percent yeah and by sponsored it just means that we get to read off this cool thing exactly. support bad jeans <laughs> um and you get 20 percent off which is exactly. wonderful which yes. is wonderful or pay yeah. full price because 50 percent is going there go. to cancer so <laughs> we love bad jeans we love elise and we're so happy for you to listen to this episode enjoy let's see okay so- re- yeah the fact that it says running health checks to start, it's like, okay, trigger. <laughs> health checks passed. Imagine oh one time it God. just says, health check not passed, please call PED. <laughs> please call your doctor, health check not passed. No. Don't want that vibe check. Health check not, it should be vibe check instead, actually. Vibe <laughs> At Zencaster. Oh, that is funny. Um, I don't care. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. <laughs> Off limits. Um, boundary who? Boundary. I just want to start by saying I did like text Maddie this morning, but like this is truly a dream come true. Like I'm, I'm just gonna cry. Stop. I'm just. I won't make you cry, but like I remember like exactly where I was when I found cancer actually fucking sucks. Like I was driving to work. I was so sad. It was the week my hair started falling out, and I was just like, I need to find something. I need to find something. <laughs> like, so there's like, I was like, let me just like Spotify Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I found like the hair episode and it like changed my life. In more ways than one. Very exciting. Very excited to be on. So, um, we're honored to have you. Yeah. yeah glad, we're finally, glad we're finally doing this. Yeah, um, you too. So we are coming up on actually a year of my diagnosis, um, which is crazy. When is when is the year, Elise? August twenty second. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Um, but how are you feeling me- about? Sorry, how are you feeling about that? Since you had your scan that was oh. clear last week or this week, I guess. 
Yeah, I have to say that like I we'll see what happens. Like it I always get like I think that something's not going to be a big deal and then like on the day I'm like Ugh. like I just like feel you, like feel yeah. Feel even, like subconsciously kind of. I feel yeah. like it's like a subconscious thing that I feel like a little bit yucky. Um, but right now like I'm feeling like great about it. I think that the scan was really really helpful. Yeah. For it to all come back clear. And we can talk about it a little bit later about like why not to look at your scan results. Mm, my God. 100%. Yes. Um, um, but I'll talk a little bit about like my diagnosis story, all that stuff. Um, so it was June of 2021. So last year. Um, I had been gone from Ethan and I were down the Jersey shore, holla Shan. Hey, <laughs> what shore? Uh, LBI. Okay, cool. You're Ocean City, right? Yeah. I'm like, whatever LBI, but no, that's beautiful there. <laughs> in Ocean City growing up, but Ethan's family does like a week in LBI every single year. So, um, yeah, LBI just are- creeps me out because there's one bridge to get on and off the island. I'm like, I'm sorry. LBI is huge. <laughs> Very much in, intrusive a, thought, but it is a long beach island for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like gone for the day, I was babysitting my nieces, and I came back. Um, and he, like, I don't remember if he was like putting on sunscreen or just like giving like a loving, like, good to see you. Mm. But he was like, ugh, and I was like, what. And he was like, nothing. And I was like, well, that's not how this game works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, what? He's like, I think I felt like a like a lump in your neck. And I was like, no, you didn't. Like, as a lifelong hypochondriac, like I'm telling you guys, when I was in seventh grade, like I was like super skinny as we all were in seventh grade. And I used to think that like my rib was a tumor. Like my rib stuck <laughs> out on the left. A little bit. And I used to think like it was a tumor. So like I was a lifelong hypochondriac, like lived in fear of getting cancer for my entire life. Mm. So I was pretty well equipped in the skill set of like talking myself down. Yeah. (laughs) Which has since gone out the window. But um I was like, You're better at it. You've got you've gotten better for sure. He's like, Mom. can you feel this thing on Elise's neck? And his mom is like the sweetest woman. And she like felt my neck. And this is going to be a theme in most of my diagnosis story. She says lymph nodes swell for a bunch of reasons. Mm-hmm. Just something that I heard, you probably both heard. Yeah. 100,000 times as you're getting diagnosed, yep. yeah. which is a true thing. They do swell for a ton of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, like the second person, like confirming that they felt a lump in my neck, yeah, sent me, yeah. Uh, so I like beer bonged like two white claws, ripped a lot of tequila, <laughs> and went up went along with my day um, because I was like, "There's nothing I can do about it right now." Um, yeah, so I'm like sobbing on the beach, um, and I'm like, "I'll just go to the doctor when I get back," um, mm. and I. When I go back, I go to the doctor and he was like a beloved, trusted doctor to me because like I said, hypochondriac 
frequent flyer <laughs> as a doctor. And I mean, like, I just like loved him so much. And he felt my neck and he was like, it's your scalene muscle, which is the muscle that connects your head to your neck. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so like, I just have a thick neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a thick, muscly neck. Thick so with thick two with C's. Three C's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thick with multiple C's, um, but in my neck region, not in the regions I wanted to be. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go home and I tell Ethan, and Ethan's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And that Ethan is like and I've always said that like I think this is what has made our relationship so strong is that when he was 19 he got in a life-threatening car accident Mm -hmm. and he like couldn't walk for three four months they like really fucked up a lot of shit and he like almost died because doctors like failed him basically Mm -hmm. like he like wasn't plugged into machines like he there were like a bunch of failures on doctors part so he has a lot of like skepticism surrounding doctors yeah mm-hmm. um and like everything in general he's just a skeptical person so I was just like annoyed with him I was like I went to the doctor yeah. I'm not doing this anymore I can't think about this anymore like I have to move on right mm-hmm. so July goes by and then towards the end of July I start to like be able to kind of like internally feel my lymph mm. They're like itchy. Um, right. I feel them. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like I, I went to the doctor. It's my scaling muscle. I just have a cold or something. Like I'm fine. I'm talking myself down. Yeah. But then what like really sent me to go back to the doctor, it's like kind of creepy. But I was just laying in bed one day and I was like jolted awake at 5 a.m. And I was like, I have to go to the doctor. So mm. I don't know if it was like divine intervention. I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual person. And I do think that like – I like to think it was my nan being yeah. like, I gave you your hypochondriasm, but this is um. not – my nan was a huge hypochondriac too. Mm. And she was like, girl, like listen to your gut. So yeah. uh-huh. I messaged my doctor and he had left the practice unannounced. So I had to see someone new. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm already freaking the fuck out because I'm like, okay, I have to see somebody new. I don't trust anybody but him. Like, and yeah. in walks um, my now doctor who – your besties with. I was say you text. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he is the absolute best. And like we can laugh about this now, but he walks in and he goes, you don't have cancer. Like there must have been like a flag on my file of like she's going to come in and think <laughs> like she has she's frightened of getting cancer. Just like tell her she doesn't. Also like bold flame. You don't know that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. He, I mean, like, he walks in and, like, I don't think he will ever make that mistake twice. Right. <laughs> but that's the first thing he says. And, um, like, I think it's important to note that, like, I didn't have any other symptoms. Like, right. I – Oh, crazy. I had that year, like, and I was doing, like, crazy shit. Like, hiking in and out of the Grand Canyon, hiking the tallest peak in the Northeast. Like, all this shit. Yeah. That- like you would never think that I would be – I would have cancer. <laughs> yeah, so wild. 
So he like feels my neck and he's like, hmm. And then he's like, well, let me feel the other side. And he's like, let's just get an ultrasound to be safe and let's mm. – Let's take a look at them and just like see. And I'm like, okay, great. Like we'll put this to rest. I go into the ultrasound like extremely confident. I'm like, thank God we're going to do this. It's going to be over with. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after I get the ultrasound, um, as I'm driving home from the ultrasound, I'm like parking in my parking lot and I have a call from my doctor. This is where the start of my fears of calls from doctors begin. Totally. Yeah. It's the scariest thing ever. Because he's like, I'm like, why is he, he's either, I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, he's just calling me to tell me everything's fine so I can like relax today. Yeah. And he's like, you need to go back for a CT scan like immediately. And I'm like, why? Like what's going on? And in hindsight, I probably just like shouldn't have pushed because <laughs> the answers were way more scary than like what it actually turned out to be. Not to say that uh, film is not scary, but yeah, I mean, it was like what I'm looking at right now is indicating that you do have like a mass somewhere in like your abdominal chest region. And I'm mm. like, and he was right, but I'm thinking like I have a huge like abdominal tumor, like, and this was the absolute worst, worst part of everything I think is just like getting like that the waiting scan, getting that CT scan and like waiting for him and he was awesome like he texted me like the whole day like still looking still looking still waiting like oh that's so nice right so sweet about everything but he uh, um Friday he I <laughs> looking back I think he had the results for a while and I think he was like trying to figure out how to tell me because he knew mm. I was so out um but he it came back that I had like a softball in my chest basically yeah um which is just insane isn't it so weird mine was softball too I want to say it was like two softballs and then in a week it was a cantaloupe so crazy and how do we not feel it how do like, we not know? Like, that's what's wild, too. Of like, Yeah, it's so weird. We don't realize, like, the depth of, like, what's happening in our bodies. That I'm like, I mean, granted, I actually had, like, a chest rash and stuff. But, like, how is there not more signs? It's just weird, yeah, that we couldn't, like, see it. Because I also had a mass in my chest. Like, I mean, you can't, yeah, like. Yeah, yours was big, too, right? Yeah, like, it was also really big. And it was, like, you can't right? even tell. Like, I mean, I couldn't really breathe that well. But, like, <laughs> but, like actually, there were a lot of signs. But, like, <laughs> there were. But on the outside, you like have yeah. no, you can't tell at all. Crazy. Actually, weird. I was like coughing a lot, and like <laughs> no, yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, no, Elise was like at the top of the peak, like wheezing. Literally, She's like, yeah. yeah, I was hiking all the time. <laughs> I was like, I was hiking. Like, yeah. what's the, what's the big deal? Um, <laughs> but no, like looking back, I do think like was that a symptom? Was that a thing? Like, I used to get like shortness of breath like randomly, but I chalked it up to like anxiety because I'm like, yeah, person. I think a lot of my symptoms were dismissed like as anxiety. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. A lot of them were dismissed as anxiety. So the next step then was to go ahead and get a biopsy. And at this point, like I always say like Ethan could have been a doctor. He like had me like fully staged, fully diagnosed, like before the biopsy. Like really? he, was, like, he was like, it's like a he's like, it's a stage two, maybe three, but I think a stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> no, he's like really smart. And he was just – this was, I think, the worst part for me because I've never seen Ethan like upset. And mm. this is like the most upset I've ever seen him. So like that was, I think, the worst part for – How long me. How long have you guys been together when you were diagnosed like a year ago? A year and a half. Like that's like a true test. Yeah, and that's also COVID time. So did you get together like right like yeah in in COVID? As soon as COVID started, basically. Wow, (laughs) like I'm locking this one down. (laughs) Like cuffing season, we're not leaving the house for a while. Cuffing season for two years, and then I have cancer too. So yeah, no, it was absolutely a test of our relationship. But he was. I can't even imagine this without him. I say it all the time. genuinely cannot imagine this without him um so like I didn't want like my mom or my dad like I just wanted him at everything Mm. because he was so amazing at everything so um at that point oh my god loved my surgical oncologist let me tell you Dr. (laughs) Hopak if you're in the Abington area (laughs) that's your boy right there (laughs) I walk in and like I don't know. Did you guys have to get biopsied at like a surgical oncologist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk in and it's like cancer. It's like you're everywhere. Like, cancer is not a measure of the life you've lived. Like there's just like bugging like cancer quotes everywhere. I'm like, oh, how is this my life? But he walks in, he was very sweet and he was like, Starts again with like lymph node swell for a ton of reasons. Like mm-hmm. softballs are in our chest for a multitude of reasons. A multitude of pneumonia. <laughs> right. There could be a lentil stuck in your lung. Like yeah. lung. that's actually my favorite thing ever. Not yeah. it's like literally really insane. Shannon, but it's <laughs> awesome. It's yeah, I mean, listen, we just don't know. <laughs> could have been a lentil the whole time. Yeah. Um that's like fucking insane. <laughs> like Alento kills me. Oh my god! I was like listening to that episode, folding laundry. I remember, and, <laughs> like I dropped, like I like dropped my, like oh. I was like my bed sheets, and I like dropped my sheets. I was like, oh my gosh, on the floor. But you just don't know. You don't. Know. But he started with like a lot of it. A lot of the time, people really thought it was the COVID vaccine. Like everybody mm. that I saw. was like, COVID vaccine. It's the COVID vaccine. Like swollen lymph nodes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he felt the one side and then he felt the other side and he sat down and he goes, so we're going to start talking about Hodgkin's lymphoma. Like he knew it from feeling it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. It's really cool um, that he could just like. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. But that was the first time that I really was like, okay, I probably have this. Um, Mm. And then they're just like, the surgical biopsy and everything moved really quickly from there. Again, he was amazing. Called me on a Sunday as soon as he got the results. Wow. That's so um, nice. Yeah. Just really was nice about everything. So then from there, you just kind of call an oncologist. Yeah. How'd you find – so Shannon and Elise have the same oncologist. So how did you find Dr. Nasta? Bestie, I'm gonna send her this pod episode. She's gonna Please die. Do. So excited. She was so excited to find out you had a podcast, and she was like, oh, She's a podcast? I was like, Yeah, it's cancer actually fucking sucks. Look her up. 
Yeah, girl. Uh, Every time I go into the appointments, I'm just riddled with angst. We don't get a chance to bop around about the light things in life. Like, tell me about the thing. Okay, great. Um, She's diggity, but um, so I originally just like my we always knew that like I was gonna go to Penn because Mm -hmm. like just the standard of care. Penn is like honestly just Mm -hmm. top standard of care over here, and the wait list is very long. Mm -hmm. Um, so we actually Ethan's cousin also had Hodgkin's lymphoma. A couple oh, of wow. years ago. Okay. Yeah. So um, she had Dr. Nasta as well. Um, so we had um, his – we had some family connections basically and I was able to get in two weeks sooner than like the prescribed appointment. Um, mm. And I basically had the choice of Dr. Nasta or another doctor – um, Dr. Nasta just like it was just like the the first appointment that they had. And as soon as I met her, I fell deeply in love. Um like so she, empathetic. Oh. As soon as I walked in there, I don't know if you felt the same sham, but like so I first had like a fellow come in and I wonder if it was the same one. Yo, fuck that guy. I mean <laughs> honestly. Come- Okay, guess we're not sending this to Dr. Nasta. Honestly. (laughs) I don't know if you're the same guy, Shan, but, like, honestly, I think you might have based on listening to your episode, but, like, it was not good. Like, I walk in and, like, I mean, like, I just feel so, like, I don't know if you ever look back at, like, yourself in these appointments and I just want to, like, hug myself and be like, it's okay. It's so scary. Like, this dude just like walks in. He's like, so tell me your understanding of like why you're here. I'm like, because I have fucking cancer. Like, yeah, I don't like, know. What? Like, what do you, I don't want to talk right now. Like, just. Ew, like, I hate that. And then like, like my, like, my like he's just, he like starts talking about like B cells and T cells and all of these things that are not my cancer that are like, but I think like the point was that he was trying to say like all these other ones are like so much worse than yours. <laughs> like, Doesn't help. Okay. But- like, and then, and then like Dr. Nasta rolls in, she, oh. um, she pulls out, She's I have my like little backpack and she's like, may I? And she goes in and pulls out just like a piece of computer paper in my backpack. I don't know. I was like my work backpack. So I'd like printed things and she like draws a diagram of my like lymphoma and she's like, so here's what we're going to do. And here's what we're going to do. And she's like, and uh, like, can't wait to see you in like 35 years. And like, she's just amazing. She was, she was amazing. So settling. So, so settling. She was awesome um, and has been amazing for this entire time. Um, mm-hmm. Just such a huge, like, patient advocate. Um, mm-hmm. I really struggled with um, my IVs. Like, I had a really hard time. Dr. Nasta basically asked me, like, what I wanted to do. Um, she was, So I also, I don't think I mentioned, I the prescribed um, treatment was – Three rounds, so six treatments of mm-hmm. ABVD chemo um, with a midway PET scan to determine if I would get two more or four more treatments. Um, mm-hmm. So 
essentially she was like, you have a very small amount of chemo. So if you want to try to just do the IVs, like we can do that. And like I instead did. of a poor. Um, yeah, because I just wanted to live a normal life in between. Mm. And the yeah. nurses were not happy about that um, <laughs> at all. Like my first – so my first day of chemo, um, like Ethan and I roll in. Like we didn't know. We like Googled like what do you bring to chemo. Ethan had yeah. like his like hiking backpacking bag <laughs> with like – it looked like – I had like a duffel. It looked like Aww. we were like – it looked like we were like having a baby and <laughs> the go bag. Yeah, yeah. Like the nurse comes out and she's like, you have a lot of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't know my life. I'm like, I don't know what I need. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, and we, she, the first thing she says to me is like, all right, like Porter pick. And I'm like, I don't have either. And she's like, all right, this is like really going to burn your veins. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! Perfect. Um. So basically, like I, that is actually wild. Like really thinking about it, actually, that you didn't have either, because that is like really, really hard. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, and uh, Doctor Nasta, it was just honestly, it was like one of the most important things to me. Yeah, because I treasured those like four days in between treatments that I was a normal person. Mm-hmm. And if I had a port or a pick, like, I just think I would have been constantly like the hair was hard enough. So like, I just think I would have been constantly like looking at myself and like Dr. Nasta knew it was important to me. And the nurses gave me a really hard time. Like every mm-hmm. single time I was stuck like a couple of times and they'd be like, you really need a porter a pick. Like people yelled. I know people yelled at Dr. Nasta. People called her on her days off. Like we can't get this girl's IV in. Like what do you oh want to do? And Dr. Nasta would be like. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. Like she yeah. advocated for me fiercely. Oh, fiercely. I love her so much. That is like, so incredible. Girl does not incredible she was like she does not want to porter a pick and I'm not putting one in her so that's honestly I can hear it in her voice I love it she ended up I mean she came in one day she was hot like a tamale like she was like I don't fucking it was like Diwali they called her on Diwali to like Mm. tell them basically like they tattled that they couldn't get the IV in oh my gosh yeah (laughs) wow Um, but they, the last two treatments, she ended up doing an ultrasound guided IV for me, um, which mm. was so sweet. And like everyone, but I think like a lot of the nurses were like, felt like I was getting like special treatment. Like mm. it was a whole thing. I overheard a nurse talking about me on my last treatment. Saying what? I was, I was in the waiting room. She didn't oh, know I was you're waiting causing room. drama. Wow. I know. It was like really dramatic at the hospital. Yeah. Um, what was, yeah. Was, what was like, I like checked in and she was like, um, I I was like in the, in the waiting room area. Um, and she's like, oh, this, this case is ridiculous. She's like, I've never seen anything like this. And Dr. Nasta will not put a port or a pick in her. And I'm getting ready to like, I'm riled up. Like I'm getting ready to go. I'm getting ready to tussle. Like I (laughs) – I was ready to go, and Ethan's like, "Please don't cause a scene." Like the steroids are like getting, <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> Ethan's like, please don't cause a scene. Like we, yeah. this is our last chemo. Like, let's just get through this and then we can deal with this later. And he's like, he might, she might not even be talking about you. I was like, do you see anybody else here? That yeah, I see a lot of ports and picks. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's me. Wow. Yeah. Um, but then I've been in um, remission since December of 2022. So celebrated Woo! eight months. Whoop, whoop. Celebrated eight months on August 2nd. Clear Yay. scan, full heart, can't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us how, you know, tell the tell the listeners how we've been doing since. Like what is, what has been going on since December? Yeah. So I guess I can't, I, I didn't introduce that like Ethan was like my boyfriend. Um, so Ethan was my boyfriend throughout all of this. He is now my fiance, which is very Woo! exciting. How did, he, how did he propose also? Let's go to the proposal story. Um, so we were hiking um, up. I did my first 14er, which is like a big deal, um, 14,000 feet. And like, especially just like such a big deal after cancer because yeah. I so much like, um, I struggled so much with what my body couldn't do anymore because I was such an active person beforehand and like an athlete all growing up. So getting to the top of this 14er is extremely emotional. Like I cried as soon as I got to the top. Um, it's amazing. And like, yeah, the fact that you literally had like chemo seven, mm-hmm. that was like seven months ago from when you went hiking, yeah. you know, like crazy. Yeah, um, was so cool. And we got to the top. We like ate lunch. Um, and Ethan was just like being like a little weird. Like, um, and I was like, I feel like something's happening, but like, I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, he got down on one knee and, um, I like knelt down with him because I like panicked. Um, <laughs> At least we're gonna take pictures. Um yeah, so it was it was so it was awesome. It was awesome. But um That's amazing. So, yeah, just back honestly, like back into hiking and, and all of those things. Um life has been like pretty normal it's just been nice like getting back to like normalcy um, right and although like what is normal I feel like right. yeah like I feel like nothing no so, yeah yeah like what is normal I hate that word it's just like it's it's a different it's a new new normal, right? Like I feel like we are just yeah. constantly going through these like new phases. Yeah. Of, like, this is my now. This is my now. And mm-hmm. um just obviously like I think what I always say to people is like I'm doing well, but I put in a lot of work to be doing well. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yes. Totally. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, there's like all of the work that I've done with Maddie, like it's like it's hard work. It's hard it work. Is. Yeah, it's a lot. Totally. You know, it's hard work totally. and putting my mental 
like exercises Mm -hmm. in my routine and making them as important as physical exercises Mm -hmm. is the only reason that I like stay afloat. You know what I mean? And yeah, weeks, Shannon and I are on the same scan schedule, which is amazing. I love that for us. I love that for us. Um, But even on those weeks, like when I'm ramping up those things, ramping up journaling, ramping up Mm -hmm. all of all of the things, it's still horrible. It's horrible. It's still exhausting and like so fucking scary. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, mm -hmm. and it's so much more, I've found that it's so much more frustrating is now that I know all of the things that I can do. And Mm. I have, like my therapist always says, she's like, you have the tools. Like, you know what you need to do. You know what you can do. And in my mind, sometimes I think that that means, okay, I have the tools. That means that that's going to make this go away. And it's like, it's not. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're, ne- we're not supposed to not feel, and not even just within a cancer context in life. We're not supposed to never feel sad, mad, angry, stressed. Like, it's just managing them. So, like, yeah, on those weeks especially, like, pre-scan and, like, when health stuff comes up, it's, I have such a harder time because I'm so much more frustrated. I'm like, the tools aren't fucking working. Oh, my God. The tools aren't working. Yeah. No, but, like, but it's, like, just staying afloat. It's, like, the tools are the difference for us between, like, fetal position mm-hmm. yeah and like okay like I have I'm very uncomfortable but I can function mm-hmm. like right yeah um, I totally. think that that's like the difference between it and, and sometimes just, we need power tools and those are drugs and like, yeah, yeah whether it's Ativan, whether it's maybe a tool that's not the most healthy like we just gotta yeah. do what we gotta do I took a shit ton of Ativan, like yeah. the week- like sometimes it's just that's all okay. 100%. Yeah, like, sometimes it's the only thing that helps. And like, if that helps bring you back yeah. to like baseline. okayness, like mm-hmm. fucking do it. You know, like it, we don't have to be so like beacons you of know. health. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Like it's balance. It's, it's okay to ask for help and to like seek it out, especially oh in goodness. those yeah. weeks. The Maddie and I in in our um, coaching journey have started this radical acceptance book. Mm. Are we like a radical acceptance (laughs) branded podcast? (laughs) I'm not kidding. I tell everyone I know to read it. Like I'm actually not joking. It's I'm like getting goosebumps because it actually has like changed my life. Like it just understanding that like, we have been taught our entire life, right, to like suppress these like fears, mm-hmm. and feelings, these things. But like that is a part of the human experience, right? And like yeah. just, mm-hmm. just being with your thoughts and being like and your feelings and being like, okay, like this is happening, but this is like part of it, right? Like this is being alive and right. Really so yeah. hard to be alive, right? Yeah, right. So like feel these things and like yeah. so that's been really, really helpful. I mean, I feel so much better now than when I first started with Maddie. Like I was I don't know how you guys felt, but I think that first month after cancer mm-hmm. yeah. was the hardest month of my life. Oh like my God. Um, I would agree. Oh. The first three months after, like, literally couldn't function. I couldn't look back function. and I'm like, what? 
I I think I was still in like peak trauma mode because I'm like, I don't, I didn't struggle on the day to day necessarily, but I look back and I was like, what was that? (laughs) It's so wild. It's just, yeah. What is trying to go back to whatever, whatever it was Mm -hmm. as this completely different person is like, and you're just like, people will say like, people will get like, you'll be in like, I don't know, Starbucks and someone's like Karening the barista and you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, Ask for your coffee changed nicely and then move on. Like, like yeah. seriously, exactly. It's like it's right. like, not that big of a deal. But I have on that same note, like all of the little things in life are so much more minimal now. Like yes. which is I I don't like I absolutely do not believe in the toxic positivity and no. all the things. Like one of my favorite things about Maddie is that when you ask her how she is like if she's not good like she just is like not good (laughs) and it's something I've really like learned from her like you don't have to sit here and tell people that you're good if you're not good like yeah oh thanks Louise that's true I learned that from cancer too I'm like I don't have to say I'm good all the time no one is good all the time right and in a lot of ways like Cancer has absolutely fucking ruined my life, but it has also just I'm a, I I genuinely am like a healthier person after mm-hmm. it. You know? Like yeah. Um so it's it's been a journey, but yeah, that first month and my birthday was like mm-hmm. really close to following and for some reason like birthdays give me like so much anxiety now like I, it's like a huge yeah. Trigger. Not sure if that's like a thing with other people, but um, yeah, for sure, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. But it's been it's been good, and now like wedding planning and yeah, you know, um, just I there's definitely a lot of fears that come to with like okay, like I'm getting like married, like hopefully I'm okay, hopefully mm-hmm. everything fine there's like all these fears now of like what if we're getting close to the wedding and I have a reoccurrence and I lose my hair again like Mm. will I want to get married like there was (laughs) there was a lot of work I had to do surrounding my hair honestly a lot of most of my mental a lot of my mental health work has surrounded how I view myself and my hair yeah Um, Yeah, it's a hard it's like a really hard thing because it's like so much of our personality and like who we were before you know it's like a visual representation of the fact that like that person is no longer Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and like it was out of our control fully losing our hair and how it's growing back and all that so it's so hard yeah and I think it's just going to be a fear forever honestly like yeah as I'm trying to have kids and like will Mm -hmm. when I'm pregnant will I be able to get like there's all of these yeah that you I have to have now for forever but I think I do a better job now of like managing them 100% I mean it's so much of like our trauma brain in the sense that our body experienced something horrible and our worst case scenario before all of this was like oh no I'm going to be embarrassed I'm gonna get fired I'm gonna you know xyz Whereas now the worst case scenario that has actually happened that we have legitimate reason to be have fear about is that much bigger. So it's understandable, yeah. obviously, that this stuff is going to keep coming up. Um, but it's just, 
I don't know. It's it, the planning piece too is hard to your point of like, Ugh. what if, what if, what if? Um, because I, yeah. again, it's like the trauma brain where it's yeah. like, I feel like I can make plans because the times that I've made plans in the past hasn't worked. So like I said, that so much during my experience, my like, cancer hates plans. Every time I made yeah. a plan changed. I know the plan. Yeah. The planning is, is scary, especially like recently after. Right. But yeah, wait, Elise, you, um, I loved your Vecna comparison too. Okay. This was genius. This was a thought of my, this is a thought of my cousin, um, who is like essentially my sister, but basically like the idea of, I feel like a, a lot of our stuff is just like repetition, right? And like repeating things to ourselves. And she's mm-hmm. like, why don't you just like envision that like this and like all of these like scary like scan ideas that you have are Vecna, like mm-hmm. telling you your worst fears. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> That's really smart. And uh, like, so the whole day before, like, I was, like, brushing my teeth and, like, I'm, like, you have cancer and Dr. Ness is going to find something. And then I was, like, you have cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, really – I, like, changed the voice in my head and it just made it, like, a stupid voice. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So, oh, my gosh. Just a life hack for people. Yeah. So hilarious. People. It's, like, recognizing, like, what is your trauma brain, which is, like, the Vecna brain. And it's also like kind of to your point before around looking back on the person that we were in the middle of treatment and like realizing that like they need a hug. Like who was scared in this moment? Like which version of me needs love and support right now? Because a lot of times it is that girl that's looking at herself in the mirror without hair and being like, holy shit, like I can't go back to that. And it's like recognizing which parts of us need that. Because I feel like that's, I mean, again, cancer aside, that's so much of like in general in life. It's like our inner child. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's so my true. high school self that's activated right now. Oh, it's me mm. in college right now that's scared of this. Like to that point, I like could not look at pictures of myself as a little girl when mm-hmm. I was treatment because yeah. I felt so sad for her. Like right. this poor little girl has no idea. Mm-hmm. It's such a strange phenomenon yeah. Um, yeah but separating like yeah the different parts of yourself and and like, accepting them too I think that's so much about yeah. acceptance is realizing mm-hmm. like I don't yeah we don't need this to go away necessarily it's just validating like hi I see you I know you're scared yeah. like totally. it's okay and then being able to like move through it yes yeah yes. and honestly like I just I I can't say enough like how how important having like a partner who had been through something so traumatic mm. like it just helped a lot of my fears to be diminished basically like just yeah. like I felt like this like imagine not being able to walk for 3 months like yeah. I I was like I had a catheter mm-hmm. and like I couldn't mm-hmm. go to the bathroom like That's so little, wild like, yeah I just like and he I mean like he has all of these things that could be potential complications and like he's such an example to me like he's going to hike the deadliest mountain in the U.S. right now because because like because he can and mm-hmm. yeah I think that having him like as 
an example is just had was so transformative to me. So I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And he's like so supportive and so sweet. And that's just amazing. And he goes to goes to Backstreet Boys concerts with you. Like, I was dying at this. (laughs) He like did want to die a little bit, but it was okay. Um, he's a he's a good egg. He's definitely a he's a good egg. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that we're coming up on a year. It's amazing. Okay. And I always like to ask if you were to tell someone that was like just diagnosed some piece of advice or something that they can like come away with, what would it be? That's a hard one. Um, So the first one is superficial and it's to buy yourself a new hydro flask because you deserve it, baby. (laughs) And you're going to need a lot. Amen. You're going to need lots of water. (laughs) So real. Hydration is honestly, I used to say dehydration is worse than chemo. (laughs) It's the real danger. A new hydro flask and get hype, baby, because it's coming everywhere with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely like buying yourself a fun water bottle. Queen of fun water bottles. Um, And then I think my other piece of advice would be to treat yourself as normally as possible. Like Mm. staying in your routine um, as much as you possibly can, I think is key. Like when I was feeling good, those four days that I was feeling good, like I, Ethan and I went out to dinner and like tried to stay. And when I was like super immunocompromised, we like made dinner and had like a fun date night at home, just trying to stay in if it's possible for you. Even if it's something as silly as like, I like to watch this show before I go to bed, just finding one thing that you do that's routine Mm. to help yourself feel normal. I feel like that is really what kept me kept me going. Is like yeah, I love that. Little things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, and yeah. also also treating yourself to I spent like $400 at Aerie for all my cute chemo clothes. Like buy oh, yeah. yourself a bunch of cute chemo clothes, cute chemo fits. Loungewear for life. Yeah. Loungewear for life and trying to find ways to on the like beauty end of it, like making yourself feel cute in other ways because yeah. You, you lose a lot of what you look like mm. and having like a fun, bright pink matching sweatsuit was just fun for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And if I could go fun. back, I do wish you're, you're just like so angry at like everything. Um, I do wish that I could go back and like actually journal through this experience mm. because I was not mm. really a believer before doing coaching with Maddie. Like I was just like, this is so stupid. There's nothing to be grateful for. Mm. And it started with like the dumbest things. It's like I'm grateful that like I got a shower today. Yeah, and then, totally. Mm. And grateful for my like cupcake that I had. And yeah. then it turned into like such more deep things. So I definitely wish that I did a little more like – journaling and more mental health type stuff but yeah yeah totally. I love those tips those are beautiful thank you so much Elise what? this was, was wonderful fun. so 
fun. I feel like we could be going for two hours. We could. Unfortunately, I have another call. But um, (laughs) definitely will, if you guys ever do like a stand-up comedy episode, like here for it. We're working on something. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Here for a good try. I'm I'm all in for like the Shannon and Maddie um, off the rails. <laughs> oh, you mean every episode? The, un- the unhinged episodes. <laughs> I really like the like, non-formatted, just like yeah, losing. Yeah, they're the best. The- oh, my one was funny. oh my god! Oh my god! The chemo chat one is so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, uh, this was wonderful. Right, Thank you so much, Elise. All right. Bye.